on this episode of the Film Objects Podcast. It looks like Oscar Isaac has been cast to play as Moon Knight for the new Disney Plus series. And it also looks like Netflix is planning to increase its subscription prices yet again. So let's jump in. everyone and welcome back to film optics brought to you by the drive-in podcast network where we bring you the headline hot takes of entertainment news in this industry i'm your host christian and today of course every week we're going to be talking about the world of film tv and everything pop culture related and as always i'm joined by Devin, my, my co-host how you doing man it's, 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 it's the, another it's a special halloween episode is it why what how so is it well, it, it, it is Saturday. It is Mando Wayne or the Eve of Mando. Mando Eve. Man, Mando Eve. There we go. Yes, you got Mandalorian. It sounds like Mando's wearing two. a weave. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a weave underneath that helmet of his, or his helmet is the weave. Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Halloween's this weekend. You, uh, you just, you dressing up like a bot at. Are you? Are you just possibly? Possibly. Or I don't just have nothing any... because no one's doing anything. Yeah, I don't have like plans. Plans like my friend was like, maybe we can do like a small little barbecue. I'm like, I'd be cool with that. But other than that, I don't really have anything going on. Um, I have a lot of screeners to watch, <laughs> actually, for uh, the Music City Film Critics Critics Association. So those started pouring in, and uh, I'm gonna be busy. That's that's all I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> So, yeah, man, it's just been uh, another another week, you know, here and here and there. Um, nothing too crazy. Going. I'm just counting down the days until, honestly, October's over. But it, we, we we have some good and bad news because you know November you get Thanksgiving, we got the next gen consoles coming out. But we got some unfortunate news, Devin. Daylight savings time is ending. Like, I believe November first. So we're gonna get that extra hour of sleep, but it's gonna it's be gonna dark be by like four. Extra dark and spooky. Halloween's <laughs> over. Yeah, it's gonna be super dark by like four or five o'clock, depending on your time zone. Uh, we're in Central, so yeah, it's really gonna suck. <laughs> Just all around. So I'm not, I'm not uh, too happy about that. But what can you do? I mean, at least Thanksgiving's coming up, right? But anyway, uh, before we begin uh, today's news topics, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and of course, Amazon Music. And of course, you can follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. So we got like we got a few uh, we, we we got a little bit to talk about today. Nothing nothing too crazy. It's it seems like I mean we missed last week uh, because I was moving into my new place. So um, this is us. We're not going to be catching up on all this any of the things that you know happened last week. We're just starting fresh from this week because that would really suck. <laughs> That'd be a really long podcast. 
But uh, you want to take uh, over this first news story we got here for? We got we got a little bit of comic book news here today. You know, we got some James Gunn news. It looks like Ooh. Jimmy Gunn, Jim Gunn, <laughs> Jimmy G, Jamie Gunn. <laughs> he is conf- he has confirmed that directing a Superman movie was a possibility before he decided to direct the Suicide Squad. Oh, slap in the face for the big blue right there. I don't know. What do you feel about this, David? Well, it's always been the rumor that J.J. Abrams is going to direct Superman at some point. So maybe he can hop on and do it. But it's been a while. I don't really know why they haven't made Man of Steel 2. Yeah, it's like the most requested DCEU film that hasn't come out yet. But, you know, we're getting an Aquaman 2. Yeah. We're getting an Aquaman 2 and uh, The Deep or whatever. Not The Deep. I'm sorry. That's from The Boys. Uh, the Trench. Uh, a spinoff of, because, yeah, it's I guess. Yeah, an Aquaman spinoff before another Superman movie. Makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, like, oh, The Trench. The, the Trench scene looks so cool in Aquaman. Let's make a spinoff about it. Makes no sense whatsoever, but that would have been pretty interesting. And even like, I, I hope James Gunn does get the opportunity to uh, direct the Superman movie because that would. Be I, really I don't, I don't know if it would work because Superman's not very funny or relatable or he is anything. quite serious, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, how he could make true. that character work. Um, I mean, would you mind Zack Snyder uh, making another one? You like Man of Steel, right? Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite DC movies. And I'm not even that big of a Superman fan, like, at all. It's weird. But, yeah, I mean, it'd be pretty cool to see. So um, there were well, there, there were some extra um, – actually, speaking of the Suicide Squad, there were some uh, new stills that came out through Empire throughout the week. So that was pretty cool to see. I mean, nothing we haven't necessarily already seen. I feel like we've seen those shots kind of in action in, like, the small little trailer we got during DC Fandom. So – but it's still cool to see new shots and whatnot coming out. So, yeah. So, um, I guess um, I'll take this next new story. This The Suicide Squad. Um, it kind of talks about how it relates to David Ayer's film and why it's different from Guardians. This does come from Empire. Um, and the previous story came from Empire as well. Uh, so, I guess we kind of sort of touched on this already, but... Um, <laughs> I know there's a lot of people out there who aren't a fan of David Ayer's Suicide Squad, and we're definitely um on that boat. Uh, and it's just, mm, it's saying the Suicide Squad. It's not quite a sequel, and it's not quite a reboot. Um, but it's it's not a continuation of Ayer's films either. But it's, it's not pretty much exact- it's pretty much just Rick Flag, seemingly. Like they're bringing back Rick Flag, yeah. That's about. I mean, Harley Quinn. So it's too, like, I guess. and I wish they. It's kind of like with uh, the Birds of Prey. They're like, oh, it's not like a sequel to Suicide Squad, but it is because they put in that narrative that you know Harley Quinn and the Joker broke up. So, kind of sounds like a sequel to me in a little bit. But, I mean, this is definitely more, I guess, some people say reboot. Some people say it's a soft reboot just because, and I, I really don't know. It's like, it's kind of like they're pretending other things didn't happen. It's just a redo. Yeah, and like, and, and that's fine. Like, I, I wish they would just come out and say, 
hey, you know, like it's 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 just a redo. Like, you know, we're using the same people. It's it's I I would say that the Suicide Squad is not in continuation with the DCEU, even though it is, because we actually learned earlier this week, and I forgot to put this in the template, that um <laughs> guess who's coming back as the Joker? <sighs> Jared Leto, the man himself, Mr. Morbius himself. So, yes, he will be coming back as um, in the uh, Zack Snyder's uh, cut of um, Justice League. The Snyder cut is obviously the we'll just call it that. So, yeah, that's some interesting news. Uh, Definitely turns me off. I'm not going to lie. You're coming up for reshoots. So let's just let's just set the record straight. The Snyder cut never existed in the first place. It never did. Because if if it didn't, they wouldn't be throwing all this money. They wouldn't be doing all these reshoots. It never happened. It never existed in the first place. It was a concept, but it was never put into execution. So, yeah. Any thoughts on that, Devin, before we uh, move on? I'd say we, it's time to move on to Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight? Ooh. Mark got, uh, Marvel himself. Batman. Yeah, so it looks like Oscar Isaac has been cast as Moon Knight um, in the Disney Plus series. So we got that information earlier this week. Prior, earlier, like maybe, what, two hours prior, it was, um, who was up for the role? It was a rumor, of course, but do you you remember who it was? Nick Kroll and David Diggs. (laughs) Nick Kroll? Nick Kroll. random. Just because is, he's Jewish. I mean, you might as well just cast it Adam Sandler. I mean, no, I'm I mean, I would have been cool with Diggs, but I definitely like Oscar Isaac better. <laughs> like he gets to redeem Apocalypse. Yeah, and Apocalypse, that was supposed to be like the endgame version. Or not like the the endgame version, but a a um an adaptation of the like end game version for X-Men, but that didn't really happen. But like I didn't think Oscar Isaac did a bad job. It was just the movie. He was just was tiny. So, yeah, it's very tiny. Yeah, the movie was just so bad. Like I think he played his role well, but yeah, that movie was just not good, like at all. But yeah, we got Oscar Isaac, uh, has been casted as Moon Knight himself. Is it Oscar Isaac? Is he Jewish? I'm not sure. I think he's on his dad's side. So oh, okay. he's like half. Yeah. <laughs> our, our Jewish friends approved. And he's, <laughs> I keep getting these Borat jokes in my head. Anytime. <laughs> like <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen was on Jimmy Kimmel. I think I sent you that, uh, that link. I think it was last week. <laughs> that was just so funny. Oh my gosh, man. Those two jokes are like really bad, but like, Jesus, it was terrible, but really funny at the same time. Anyway, um, you want to take this last bit of uh, comic book news about midnight and then we'll just uh, skip on, on to the, uh, the, no- the, the new normal. Yeah. Mohammed Diab has been tapped to direct. Apparently he's an Egyptian director. So uh, they're sticking close to the source material. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, uh, do we know anything that he has done himself? Not unless you watch we... Egyptian movies. Nope. <laughs> I wonder, oh, maybe he could have, uh, well, Cleopatra, maybe. I don't know, but Patty Jenkins kind of took over that role. So uh looks like one of them's called Clash. 
put, at least in English, is called Clash. Uh, it was the official selection at the 2016 Cannes Film Festival. So, and then the, here's another one, uh, an Egyptian franchise translated to The Island, which is among the highest grossing Egyptian and Arabic films of all time. Hmm. So that'd be pretty cool. And Jeremy Slater, uh, part of Umbrella Academy, will be on the writing team as well and will serve as the showrunner for Moon Knight. So that's pretty cool. Goes Definitely. goes from the uh well, what was her name? She was like the the white lady or something in Umbrella Academy when she was in the all white tux or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um I forgot her name. Goes from that to Moon Knight and all white tux, yeah. possibly. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool to see. So, Devin, get your wallets out because Netflix is asking for more of your money. Looks like Netflix is increasing their prices. I, I won't <laughs> be letting my dad know. He doesn't need to know. You can just keep paying. Does he listen to this podcast? <laughs> Doubt it. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. He's like, I'm going to listen to my uh, my boys' podcast this week. See what they're talking about on the uh, the weekly news reports, you know. But yeah, it looks like today, today, as in like right now, your Netflix, <laughs> you're probably getting charged uh, within your next coming Netflix bill. Uh, Netflix standard plan has now risen to fourteen dollars per month, which is a one dollar increase, and the premium plan is now eighteen dollars per month, which is a two dollar increase. I see a lot of people on Twitter complaining about this, knowing damn well they're going to keep their Netflix accounts anyway. So it's like, why complain if you're just going to pay? But I will say they are getting dangerously close to the mark of people kind of canceling their Netflix subscriptions. Because, I mean, it would be definitely the first streaming service to hit 20 bucks. Or close to 20 bucks. I can definitely see it hitting 20 bucks here soon. But I don't know if there's any caveat to like, you know, is there any extra goodies that people get? Or, you know, like, do you get more screens? If you're paying, you know, an extra $2, you get like an extra screen uh, for people to view onto that Netflix account, <clears throat> excuse me, every month. So I really don't know. Um, <laughs> It looks like uh, Netflix would be making between $500 million to $1 billion more in sales next year by charging a dollar, $1 to $2 more across all markets. Jesus, that's a lot. So, cool, I guess. I mean, we're keeping your Netflix subscription, yeah? Well, we kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, it's a must-have. Yeah, it definitely is. It's... I just I just hope it doesn't go into those uh I really hope, like I feel like this needs to be the last increase that they make to be completely honest because I mean unless they're planning on I mean they they, they do have some good movies coming out uh, or not movies just projects in general we actually learned earlier this week Assassin's Creed will be making an Assassin's Creed uh TV series I don't know what it is about Everyone now is just jumping into all these video game stories as if, I mean, they got Resident Evil on deck. They got The Witcher and a few other things as well. Um, Netflix is definitely on it, but I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. I just don't want them to, you know, randomly cancel the show after three to four seasons. And then, you know, like the whole pulling the whole Daredevil 
or a one day at a time situation where that had to move networks. So, well, Jared's not excited about it. So, he's not. Oh, the Assassin's Creed. Nope. I mean, eh, next thing you know, they might as well make like a Prince of Persia. Like, <laughs> God, that movie. Did you see that movie? Nope. I didn't either. I would see it for Jake Gyllenhaal, but I mean, video game movies are like notoriously bad. I mean, still, regardless of the okay ones we've gotten, we haven't gotten like a wow, this is really, really good. But you want to take this next news story, Devin? We got a lot. I of, think I think you should take it because it grounds well, your ears. Take it. Okay, all right. So this is for all the physical collectors out there, for all you Yankee Doodles out there who don't believe that you know the the whole digital versus physical debate it pops up yet again. Um, I don't know where this story randomly came from. It came from well, Hollywood report a reporter uh, did a story on it, but. It's kind of like Amazon came out of nowhere and just like said this. So Amazon argues that users don't actually own purchase prime video content. So <laughs> obviously that's a no brainer for me. Um, <laughs> they pretty much said, you know, when an Amazon prime user buys content on their platform, what they're really paying for is a limited license um, on demand viewing, which is exactly what it is and that goes for um digital uh spotify i mean you're paying or apple music you're paying for a service i mean it's a little bit different because you're paying one lump sum fee a month for all this access but you're bait you're paying for a a license to view that um to view that movie or that tv show on their account so long as that's um, as long as that company is, you know, thriving and is alive, as long as they're not bankrupt, it looks like uh, Amanda Caldwell sued uh, Amazon in April for unfair competition and false advertising. She claims that the company secretly reserved the rights to uh, end consumers' access uh, to content purchase to, to uh, sorry to content purchased through the prime video service she has has this really big like class action on behalf of herself and any california residents who's purchased content from the service from april 25th 2016 to the present so on monday amazon filed a motion to dismiss her complaints and arguing that she <laughs> arguing that she lacked standing to sue because she hadn't been injured <laughs> and noting that she's purchased 13 uh titles on prime since filing her complaints yikes <laughs> come on amanda like let's 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 get educated here like and, and the, here's here's like <laughs> They even have like oh my god they, they, i think this is her case or no this is the uh <laughs> the um terms of service tables of content here um yeah it, it doesn't really <laughs> that's so funny like you're, you're gonna sue a company and then continue to buy like just everything for that that's cool like it's fine i mean you would think you know, I'm just going to stop, but this, this goes back to, you know, physical media, like, even though like with physical media, it seems that you own it because 
let's say that studio, I don't know, goes bankrupt. They're not going to come knocking on your door. They're like, oh, excuse me. You know, we see you have a, a copy of uh, of Marriage Story here. We're going to have to, you know, Netflix has uh, has gone out of business. We're going to have to confiscate that uh, that disc from you. No. Like, when you buy uh, media on um, a physical item, like whether it be video games or movies or TV shows, the license, like you're buying a license for that. It's just in physical form. So they're just, you know, you, you just have it forever. So long as you have, you know, that um, technology in order to make it work. But if you're buying shit digitally, video games, TV shows, movies on like Vudu, Apple, Amazon, excuse me, Amazon, you name it. If you're buying digital content on there, you do not own it. You just own the rights to view it. So Thank Island, you Spid- Island Spider-Verse on Amazon. So Speaking of Spider-Verse, can we talk about that? <laughs> that you showed me the uh that PlayStation 5 4K digital movie essentials. Oh, I was yeah, like, you're gonna get what? all of them, right? No, this doesn't make any sense. Like, literally, okay, you can buy Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the 4K edition that comes with the Blu-ray copy, for the 4K copy. And the digital copy for $20 at Best Buy. Literally, it's like a slightly different um, cover. And it says placed in, and it has the PS5 logo on it. Like, that's literally it. I think there's a few other movies as well. I think Baby Driver is one of them. And I believe, hold on, you gave, no, here it is. Oh, I just passed it. The 4K movie essentials. I think I'm going up too far here. Yeah, here it is. So it's part of the uh, PS5 4K movie movie essentials. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, Venom, The Fifth Element, Baby Driver, and of course, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. You can definitely find all of these. I I just don't, it literally just, just says PlayStation 5. And then 4K movie essentials on top. And they all kind of have like the same hexagon type, you know, cover. I just, I, I don't get it. Like, in like the $30, you go to bestspy.com right now, type in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 4K. It is there. Like, I don't see any d- differences between these. Well, two. isn't it Come Ultra out. HD? Well, Ultra HD is 4K. But isn't 4K Ultra like better? No, for no UHD is 4K Ultra HD. It's just a different terminology for it. Like 4K is UHD. Like it's all the same thing. They're just I think they're just trying to rebrand it. Interesting. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, because like okay, like I'm on Best Buy's website right now. Four it says 4K Ultra HD at the top. It says 4K Ultra HD plus Blu-ray plus digital. Yeah, it's it's literally all the same thing. It's if someone says UHD, that is just a different term for 4K. So I don't know. It's so stupid. Anyway, let's let's move on. Um, all right, all right. Um, Time so for you to take the reins. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was looking at the rest of the list, and I saw there's like there's like ten of them that are like movie and TV announcements that we have, and we usually don't have too much to say about them. It's just this actor joining this movie so i decided yeah. let, let's let's mix it up let's um 
let's just run through them and, and give a little excitement scale one through ten. Okay. On, on these uh upcoming projects we have here so first up brian tyree henry is joining brad pitt in sony action pick bullet train as well as aaron taylor johnson okay directed by hobbs and shaw director david leach oh my god hobbs and shaw (laughs) it was a good movie i liked it yeah i'm i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna go with an eight here i mean Brian Tyree Henry, Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Bullet Train, Sniper Assassins. It all sounds pretty cool. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you in an eight right there. Obviously, you know, we need to see a little bit more uh, trailer-wise, but yeah, an eight, absolutely. And then after that, <laughs> we get uh, Jenity Tartakovsky is uh, creating a Tiny Toons series reboot Ooh. on HBO Max and Cartoon Network. I don't really know what Tiny Toons is, so I'll let you. It's, um, okay, so I used to watch Tiny Toons when I was a kid. It's just kind of like, it's it's like it's as if you know how they did like Rugrats all grown up. It's just Tiny Toons, but they're like kids, like babies. So a mistake. I guess so. I, I'm I'm gonna give this a five out of ten for excitement. I I can't really. I, I don't like. I'm, I'm like cool, like Tiny Toons, but I need to see more. All right. I'm not going to rate it because I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> next up. Next up. Euphoria star Sydney Sweeney is leading a crime drama called Silver Star. Ooh. I'm going to give this a pretty high excitement rating, but it might be a different type of excitement based on uh, <laughs> based on what she's doing here. Oh, Lord. She was She was very... Very entertaining in Euphoria. I'll just leave she it at was. that. Yeah. That was such a good show. So glad I watched it. Um, the, the film yeah, will chart guess- the story of an unlikely couple, Buddy, a 20-year-old fresh out of jail, and Franny, a pregnant 19-year-old after his botched robbery attempt at the bank before closed on Buddy's childhood home. He abducts her, triggering an unexpected journey together. I'll give it a six. I'll give it a seven, just because of Sydney Sweeney. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right um, now on. we got we got john stewart he's returning on apple for a current affairs series so he's getting back in the political series game oh god i never well, really watched him uh so i'll give this I. a, I'll give a it, three I'll because i'm also about to cancel apple oh Devin, don't do it remember we we have until february <laughs> i have until the end of october Oh, do you? Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to give this a two out of 10. I really don't know what this yeah. is going to be about. I'm kind of tired of political stuff. I mean, you know, go vote, of course. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with it after election day. Then we so. got uh, Matt Damon is joining a Steven Soderbergh HBO Max movie titled No Sudden Move. Ooh. Well, it's HBO Max, so... That, that's a half chub right there. It'll at least be available uh, to watch. It will be available to watch. I'll, I'll, Steven I'll give it Soderbergh. A seven. Yeah, he's he's very good. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go seven as well. We like yeah. we like Matt Damon here. Yeah, quality yeah, I, guy. Yeah, he was good in. Uh, well, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't like four uh, v Ferrari, but I thought he was really good. It was so long. <laughs> it and, was and long. It was just not a dad was. yet. 
No, we're not. Once, once we once we have a ch- a child, as soon as it comes out, we're gonna watch it and enjoy it. A yeah, more. <laughs> we'll have the um the cargo shorts. Well, you'll have the cargo shorts. I won't. That's okay. I'm I'm totally fine with other cargo shorts. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll have the the New Balances and the the, the knee high socks and whatnot. It, sh- it should be a good time. All right. Next, next up, Jennifer Lopez, Army Hammer. What a combo. They're starring in a Lionsgate action comedy called Shotgun Wedding. <laughs> Army nice. Hammer in a comedy. It's interesting. That's very interesting. Well, when's the last time we saw Jennifer Lopez in a comedy? Well, I mean, she, she's, she's done. She did a lot of rom-coms early on. Yeah, that is true. Keep on forgetting that she, you know, actor, singer, all that stuff. She's, she's, she's done it all. <laughs> it's all in the uh, entertainment industry. Um, I'll the give impart- this, uh, entire wedding party gets taken hostage. Interesting. Uh, I'll give it a, a six. Yeah, I was just gonna give it a seven, just because give, give a little bit of a boost there. But yeah, it now, seems now this uh, this next one makes me sad because, like I mentioned before, I'm about to cancel Apple. But um, uh, I mean, Seth you don't Rogen have to cancel Apple. Rose, Seth like Rogen and Rose Byrne will star in the Apple comedy. Is it? Okay, yeah, it's on Apple. It's not a comedy about Apple or Apples. Just to make sure. <laughs> or Apples. <laughs> it, just, it just says Apple comedy. <laughs> the American Apple. <laughs> American Pickle, American Apple. The comedy like- is called Platonic. Um, Ooh, oh, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm going to give that a nine. Ten episode, I- half hour series from the neighbor's director. And- Sony produces. I'll give it a nine. nine yeah, nine. Seth Rogen's always going to be a nine for me. I might have to get him another month just to watch it. Oh, there you go, Devin. I mean, I'm just saying, hey, when Dickinson season two comes out, hey. Here's, <laughs> here's another one that I know you'll enjoy. Lakeith Stanfield will star as the first African samurai in Netflix's anime series Yasuke. Yeah. The series is developed by LaShawn Thomas and will release in 2021. Netflix is 10. Is really hopping into the anime game, and I just could not care less. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big anime fan, man. I've been watching since I was, wow, since since I was since I was a kid. Yeah, um, I mean, it's been a while since I've watched like anything necessarily new. Um, I did start watching rewatching Yoroni Kenshin and Hunter Hunter and Samurai Champloo. Very very good uh, series. There, very shorter series. Um, and My Hero Academia, of course. Um, I got to catch up on that and a few other things, but there's just a lot to watch. It's just always been enjoyment for me for me. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love animation so much, but I mean, Lakeith Stanfield in an anime. Yeah, he is. He's really good. Yeah. I mean, speaking of really good. Oh, Michael B. Jordan is set to direct Creed three, his directorial debut. You excited about this one through two? I'll give it an eight. Yeah, I mean, Creed yeah. 1 and 2 did not disappoint. Might as they well be excited for 3. I'm just not, like, I've never seen, like, really, like, I've seen parts of the Rocky films, and I know that's crazy. I have not seen I, any of them, really. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've seen Rocky 1, like, not all the way through, <clears throat> excuse me, not all the way through, but I don't know. It's just, I don't really care for boxing movies all that much, but Creed was very, very good. So <laughs> maybe like, do you think they're going to go the Roman numeral route this time? <laughs> they could. 
I remember it was, um, oh my God, from, from Let Me Explain, he said that, uh, <laughs> that this kid in front of him, they're about to go see Creed 2. And he's like, Creed 11? I haven't seen the first 10. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's great. But yeah, I'll, I'll give that an eight. All right. Um, uh, I will as well. Netflix bought, has bought uh, John David Washington's thriller, Born to be Murdered, Ooh. alongside Alicia Vikander, Tomb mm. Raider herself, Laura Croft. I'll give this an eight. It's set in Athens and the Epirus region of Greece, where a vacationing couple Ooh. fall trapped to a violent conspiracy with tragic consequences. Oh, I'll give it an eight. I like that. I'll, I'll yeah. go eight. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Give me, stuff. give me more John David Washington. For sure. For Next sure. up. Um, this is more, more my lane, I guess. I'm the horror guy. Bloomhouse <laughs> launches a new horror event called Bloomfest. Blumfest. <laughs> Bloomfest. Featuring Jamie Lee Curtis, Vince Vaughn, and Ethan Hawke, among others. Bloomhouse is a uh, very hit or miss, but um, they do put out a lot. <laughs> They do put out a lot. Um, I'd say this is like maybe a five for me. Just I mean, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to watch this event. Probably. I'm not. interested in what's coming out of it. So I'll just yeah. go like a seven. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not much of a horror person. I'm, I'm watching. I'm Halloween. very excited for Halloween kills. That's, that's going to be good. See, I just, I just don't care. I just don't. I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, will I watch? I'll watch it. If you want to review it, we can review it. You gotta watch, watch the first it. one. Uh, do I have to? Like the reboot, reboot? It's it's like a direct sequel to the original one. They just like canceled all the other ones and they just moved on. I guess. I mean, I'm the yeah, I'm just not it was, excited. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I heard it was good. I just I just don't care for like Halloween like that like that franchise Halloween. But oh well. Then All you right. get um, um your your yeah. your best friend Adam Sandler. Eh, what do you really call my best friend? We're more of like distant coworkers. Not a not an Netflix going on. They're picking up things left and right. Um Adam I mean, Sandler is reaching yeah. for the stars in Netflix's adaptation of The Spaceman of Bohemia. I'll go this one to six. I mean, Adam I, Sandler I, I can't go any longer. <laughs> does does not miss in his serious roles. Uh, did you watch Uncle Gems? Oh I yes. Should have won just, Best Actor. Best. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! whoa. Should have been nominated at least. I'll give you nominated, but <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll give you nominated just for it because it's benefit of the doubt, and I know a lot of people out there like Adam Sandler. This is from the the director of Chernobyl. It's, it's got to be good. Okay, I'll I'll bump it up to a seven. I'm yeah. gonna go eight because Adam okay. Sandler when he does serious stuff and not awful Hubie Halloween. Did you watch that? No, I refuse. <laughs> I didn't watch it either. I want to watch Over the Moon. I hear that's very good. All right, I think we have the last one here. Last movie um, announcement, news, mm. rating, excitement scale thing. Okay. Netflix. Netflix again has picked up Idris Elba and Caleb McLaughlin's drama Concrete Cowboy. 
I like that picture. Like a, like a father and son. Maybe they're running to Django. Be very exciting. Well, no, because he's wearing a wife beater, so I don't really know what. 2021, they're saying. Mm. Adapting the novel Ghetto Cowboy. The movie centers on a troubled teen who, while spending a summer in North Philadelphia, is torn between a life of crime and his estranged father's vibrant urban cowboy subculture. Oh, okay. So that's where the wife beater comes from. I gotcha. Hmm. I give it a, I give it an eight. Yeah, I'll go eight. Yeah, for sure. Just because I mean we don't know too much, but I guess you know Netflix is pumping out all this, pumping out all this content or at least these announcements because they're like, hey, you know, I mean if we're gonna start raising prices, <laughs> well they started pumping out the content first and then they raised the prices, so it's like oh you know maybe nobody will notice, but yeah it's only like a one to two dollar increase. If it's like four to five, that's pushing it. For sure. But of course, they're just going to do it in small little increments anyway. But I think they need yeah. to literally just like stop for now. Because I think, I, think, I think we skipped over one, but it wasn't an announcement. It was more of a delay. Again, Which, Aretha Franklin biopic, Respect, mm. pushed back seven months. Cool. And Tomb Raider, Raider 2 now does not have a release date. Oh, that's sad. Did you watch the first Tomb Raider? Yeah, and it was average was right? at best. Yeah, I just I don't know what it is about Hollywood and like game video game adaptations. It's almost as if you should just leave those adaptations alone because clearly they work better in that interactive medium than they do on the silver screen. But that's just me. So, oh, well. All right, let's uh, get into that was, our, that was our our first edition of of excitement scale Ex- um, <laughs> the game. So we have stuff to say for announcements Uh, of movies are coming up. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to work on like I I actually like that segment. We'll have to like work on like an actual name. Maybe we can do like a rating scale or just like a like a smasher pass kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sweeney. Oh my god! (laughs) Not that smasher pass. Get get your mind out of the gutter. Come on, We, we we got some gaming needs to talk about here. Um, you want to take this first bit and I'll take the second one because I Far Cry were... 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine have been delayed past March 2021. So these, these game delays just keep hitting. So I mean it's it's definitely starting it's been starting a lot. Like I mean it's not on the list, but obviously Cyberpunk 2077 has also been delayed to December right. 10th. And Halo lost um their game director again. Halo Infinite. Oh. <sighs> it really sucks, man. I just cannot get this right. It's just it's it's just a series of unfortunate events right now. So I mean, of course, Microsoft had picked up other acquisitions and they're not stopping, so they just have to put their focus elsewhere. But uh were you excited for Far Cry six or Rainbow Rainbow Six quarantine at all? RXQ? RS um, RSQ? Far Cry six looks cool and has um, our boy Giancarlo Esposito in it. Yeah. Uh, I would have waited for a sale probably, and I just don't care about Rainbow Six. Yeah, I normally wait for sales when it comes to Far Cry games. Like when I bought Far Cry Five, like I li- like I was like, man, I really want to wa- play this, and then I was like, ah, I can wait. Like I can definitely wait. So I waited, and I got it for like twenty dollars on Steam. So 
Yeah. Started playing it. I was like, ah, it's all right. (laughs) That's how they've been lately. Yeah. Far Cry is Far Cry. But uh, this next bit of uh, gaming news here. Man, I really need to drink some water here. Uh, GameStop will soon stop gutting their new games and will instead have generic boxes for consumers to take to the counter. Thank you, Jesus. For those of you who don't know, I'll give you a quick little rundown of what this all means and why this is so important. So, because I used to work at GameStop uh, back in the day. Um, So, let's say that Spider-Man Miles Morales, you know, comes out. GameStop takes one new copy from every new game that they get in and gutting it just means that they open it. So they, uh, they gut it and they take the disc and they put it in, you know, in a little small little, you know, paper plastic type disc things that you see, you know what I mean, Devin, you know, yeah, little about? sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. Little disc sleeves. And they take the cartridge of that open game and they put it out for display. So that's how they've been doing this for God knows how long, for ages, honestly, for years. And um, so let's say, you know, Devin walks in to GameStop. He's like, oh, I'd like to buy Spider-Man Miles Morales for your PlayStation 4, please. And he's like, oh, you're like, yeah, like we got one. It's it's our it's our gutted, it's our gutted open new copy. But the kicker is they still sell that to you for full price, even though it's opened by them. And people don't like that because it's happened to me multiple times and I just don't like it whatsoever because you, you should get at least like a $10, 10 to $15 like discount on that because I mean, they're the ones who open it, but they still want to charge you full price for an open game. So let's say, Hey, you know, you have this open game that, you know, GameStop gutted and you're like, you know what? I changed my mind. I really don't need this or I really don't want this. Let's say you go to a different GameStop. I don't really know if they have it to where, Hey, this is the gutted copy. We'll take it back. But I'm like pretty sure. Cause it happened to me once I tried returning it to a different GameStop and they would not take it. They're like, yeah, it's open. So I'm like, but this was the last copy from the other store. You can call them. They're like, we can't do that. So it really sucks for a lot of people out there, but I'm really glad that they're starting to, you know, make generic boxes. Like you, you would think this would have been a thing freaking like 20 years ago, honestly. But yeah, that's pretty much the rundown of it. So be yeah. careful if you're out there, you know, you're buying something from GameStop. If it's new, used, obviously it's going to be unopened, but it's like if you're buying a new game and it's the last copy and they give you that gutted copy, there's really no proof to say because anyone could walk in and say hey well i got this from the other GameStop, and it was their last copy if they don't call that GameStop to confirm they're kind of sol you can't return that game it really sucks yeah i didn't know that was an issue but i'm glad it's fixed thanks yeah microsoft. I, <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks microstop yeah microstop <laughs> it's it's happening it's it's coming in but yeah because i remember when i was like excited about it early in the week you're like what is this? And then my friend actually messaged me. He's like, why are you so excited? And I explained it to him. He's like, oh, dude, that's totally happened to me. I was like, see? So, I mean, like, GameStop, now it can be okay. It's not bad. I may pre-order my PlayStation 5 from them. Like, I don't mind buying new things from GameStop. But used, eh, it just depends on, uh, I think it just depends on your store. So, anyway, you want to take this next uh, 
next to last or you want to Philly, talk about Philly Spencer. Philly. Boy, Phil Spence. Yeah. P Spence. P Spence. P three. Yeah, like, he had a nice interview with um game, game reactor, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> on exclusivity, monetization, and game development. He mentions that there are more acquisitions coming to push Game Pass. Ooh. Ooh. Sneaky. I like it. He thinks I, that Xbox is lacking a strong E-rated content section. That could be part I of can, acquisitions, I guess. Yeah. Why not bring back Viva Pinata? I know a lot of people have been oh asking my God, for that. that would be fantastic, Devin. Yes. Love Viva, Viva Pinata. I never really played it, but it looked bright it was and a lot colorful of and rated E. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the longest time, you know, we see it's it's always been, you know, Nintendo's been like the strong rated E content player and you know nintendo i mean excuse me um playstation microsoft or xbox whatever you want to call them um they've they've been more on the mature side but i i can kind of see where they're coming from but it's like the last time i feel like they they tried this we ended up with the connect and connectables (laughs) Uh... but like that was like two rated e that was like that wasn't even e10 like it, it was just really bad but yeah i mean they had banjo kazooie make some viva viva pinata some new banjo kazooie games like they have rare they have the entire acquisition like underneath their belt use it yep definitely use it he also Um, mentions that he can't comment on the bethesda question since it's illegal for him until early 2021 so makes sense yeah because that i think that's spill the beans there yeah i think that's actually um, he also says he wants more single-player games from their first-party studios, which makes sense to compete with Sony. That and, yeah, I mean, it's single-player games have been, I mean, obviously they've been around forever, but for the longest time there, for a while, there wasn't a lot of single-player games, and it seems like they are definitely making more of a comeback within these past, I would say, within like the past 10 years. Honestly, um, obviously, you know, that is Sony's strong suit. The reason why people buy PlayStation is for their exclusives and that's that is the number one reason and honestly the only reason why i buy playstation um playstations now because i mean obviously you know when we were younger there wasn't a thing as online gaming until xbox came along but i mean technically technically the dreamcast and the playstation 2 did have online capabilities but they weren't it just wasn't popular popularized, especially with the Dreamcast. It was definitely it, it was a console that was honestly ahead of its time. But now, you know, ever since you know Xbox Live doing it right, popular po- popularizing the uh, the online gaming space when it comes to this type of thing, it's um it's it's starting to look about bit fifty fifty. We're not seeing as many um, multiplayer games as we once did. Like for because it for a while it just seemed that everything was multiplayer. It was very rare if you got like a single player game. But I do agree, it would be nice that you know if uh Xbox focused on more single player games, not you know, entirely copying Sony, but I mean Sony copies from everyone else when it comes to a lot of things, uh not their IP, but just you know, seeing how well you know Xbox does with charging people online because playstation online used to be three free on playstation 3 and they're like oh we can definitely start charging people on playstation 4 and now they're seeing that money roll in 
then Nintendo's doing the same thing. And yeah, just the small little things like that. But uh, you want to take this last bit of news? I guess I'll just cap it off. Um, it looks yeah, like it's, uh, uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, Facebook reveals that cloud gaming service with Naughty Dog co-founder um, as of um, as VP of Play. That's what it's called. Breaking away from the Facebook Oculus Quest 2 news for a bit. I know that was actually a big thing in the news. Uh, social media giant is stepping into a different area of community, cloud-based gaming. Uh, and this comes from Game Informer. Both Google and Amazon um, have their own individual cloud services. So it looks like uh, Facebook is trying to achieve the same thing. Uh, it looks like it's called Facebook's VP of Play. It says we're not promising 4K 60 FPS. <laughs> so you pay a, a $6.99 per month. We're not trying to get you to buy a piece of hardware like a controller. So I really don't know what this means. One day to learn. I just, I guess, really quick. How, what, what is your opinions about cloud gaming? It's just not in a usable state currently, like widely usable. Yeah, I but see. They, but yeah, they really I, want it to be. Yeah, and I mean, I get it. You know, the like gaming has become such a pop culture phenomenon within these past. She's 20 years, I would say. Um, you know, because it used to be, oh, like if you play video games, you weren't, you know, you weren't you didn't like to socialize and all this other jazz. But I mean, definitely normalizing it is good. And I think, you know, games should be accessible for everyone, but at the same time, I feel like it is a niche hobby that not everyone's going to want to get would like to get into i mean i get the whole cloud gaming thing like hey you know you don't have to worry about buying this expensive equipment but like i mean gaming is a luxury hobby it's always been that way i mean for people you know in the gaming industry you have alana pierce you have greg miller you have tim gettys you have um gary Witta, you have Snowbike mike um j- just to name a few you have um your brian altano and of course uh, ryan mccaffrey like you know all all those people they they don't just own one piece of hardware and call it a day. Like, yeah, everyone, you know, leans one way or the other. Everyone has their preferences. Everyone's bought is, I, I guess you bias in a way, but that's just more towards what you prefer. So I can't really call that a bias, but I mean, you know, we, we own multiple gaming devices. Like we have PCs. I have a PlayStation four, like Devin's going to get a PlayStation 4 soon. He has a PC. I'm getting a PlayStation 5. We both owned multiple co- consoles in the past. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, like, it's really not for everyone. Like, it can be for everyone, but it's not for everybody at the same time. Because it is a luxury hobby. It's just like getting into music. A lot of the, mu- you know, musician equipment is very expensive depending on what instrument you play. It's not just something that you can just get into for fun. I mean, you can, but normally if you're buying that kind of equipment, you know, throughout your years of being a musician or whatever hobby it may be, you tend to be pretty serious about it. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's cloud gaming. 
Yeah, and that's that's Tech Talk Cloud Gaming from uh, Christian. So, yeah, I believe that does it here for our news story or our news stories this week. Was there anything else you wanted to touch on really quickly, Devin, before we wrap up? I think that's it. All right, sweet. So, of course, that does wrap up our Headline Hot Takes episode 38, I believe of this uh beautiful beautiful october 29th this will be up on october 30th so just a day before halloween but we hope everyone out there has a safe halloween if you are going out wear a mask stay safe and of course do not forget to vote voting election day is coming up very soon whether you're waiting on election day or you're voting early it's just important to have your voice heard and your concerns addressed so Make sure you go out there and vote. I'm definitely going to vote this weekend um, if the polls are open over by me. And, of course, that was Devin. And, um, you know, to want to thank him for always talking shop with me about all this good stuff. Because I don't know where I'd be uh, without my my wonderful, wonderful co-host. So um, coming up on the podcast, we have a few... Um, Mandalorian comes out tomorrow Of course well it'll be out by the time you're Listening to this so it's already out But we have Mandalorian we're going to be getting Into for sure Um, We're going to be reviewing on The Rocks the Apple TV Plus uh, film that came out This past week and of course We're going to be reviewing uh, Animaniacs for you guys And uh, the Sarah Paulson Movie Run those are Both coming out on Hulu um, that will probably be out. That will be up. Those will be out before November 16th. Or they'll be out on November 16th because that's when the embargo lifts. So, and I believe that pretty much does it for now. Um, that was Devin. Uh, my name is Christian. And of course, you can see us on the next podcast if you want. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Film Optics with an X. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace.